Welcome to this podcast from the Bay Church. We hope you're blessed by the message. To find out more, please visit our website at www.the-bay-church.org.uk. Right, so I'm going to read out a bit of scripture. And we're going to have worship. And we're going to finish at eight. And we're going to do stuff in between. How about that? Is that right? Is that a good enough plan? All right. Ha. So I'm leading, I'm supposed to be speaking, but there'll be usually a cast of thousands as is normal with my style. So, um, hmm. So I'm going to read out a bit of the scripture this morning uh, that Alan read out. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read the first bit and uh, we're just going to ask God to come. So this is the Passion Translation. This is Ephesians 1, verse 3. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm hey, has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus, all because he sees us wrapped into Christ. Ha! This is why we celebrate him with all our hearts. So, Lord God, we're going to celebrate you now with all our hearts. And, Lord God, we just lift our hands to you. We stand uh, before you. We stand and we just say, Lord God, whatever you have for us tonight, whatever you have for us tonight, we'll have it. We'll have not just some of it. We'll have all of it. Thank you, God, that your fridge is always full. That your fridge is always full and it has your name on that fridge. Doesn't have anybody else's name, has your name on that fridge. And you can go there when you're hungry, when you're thirsty, at any time of day, in the morning or the night. And you can actually swing open those doors and say, I'll have it all, I'll have it all. And your daddy God says, Well done, well done, well done. Because you're a son, you're a daughter. And you have every right to run to that fridge and help yourself at any time from the riches that are in Christ, that in the heavenly realm. So, Lord God, we just thank you for that scripture. We thank you for your presence. Daddy God, we love you. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for your blood that speaks liberty and freedom over us, Lord God. We thank you. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come right now and fill us to overflowing. Surprise us. Surprise us. Surprise me. Ha. Angels of God, we just thank you that your heavenly help. And Lord, I don't know about anybody else in this room, but I need a lot of help. I need a lot of help. And I'll get all the help. I'll have all the help I can get. So thank you for that heavenly help, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. So if you've heard me speak before, just because I've got the microphone and I'm giving you bits from the Bible, this isn't the preach, because there isn't going to be one, as it were. It's like continuous in and out of worship, because that's what it is, yeah? Yeah, it's all worship. This isn't what I was going to say, but God wants me to say it for someone. It's just for you. This is just for you. Hmm. Wow.
says in Hosea, chapter 2, verse 15. There I will give her back her vineyards. Whoa. And will make the valley of Achor a door of hope. And this is for you. This isn't, this isn't what I was going to talk about tonight. This is just short. This is for you, all right? So, and the you might be many, all right? And um, I haven't got time to go through Joshua 6 and 7, but most of you know the story, the fact that when uh, Israel had a big battle, um, they kept some of the plunder. In fact, it was Achan who kept um, uh, some of the spoils in battle, and that was prohibited by God. And so that was a sin. And then Israel, he kept these in his tent. And uh, the next day they um, uh, advanced against Ai and were beaten all the way back down. And it's because there was sin in the camp. And essentially the, the lot, they drew lots and it fell to, um, to Achan and his family. And without going into too much detail, um, uh, they all died in the valley of Achor. And... Um, Joshua said in verse 25, Why did you bring trouble on us? The Lord brings trouble on you today. And that was the valley of Achor. So Achor was synonymous with the word trouble. And you've maybe come in tonight with trouble of some description. Yeah? There is, you've, there's trouble. And it may not be of your doing, but actually your life might be in trouble, your business might be in trouble, your family might be in trouble, you might be in trouble in the sense that there is, well, and that might be because things have been stolen from you. So God is saying tonight, because tonight is all about love, and it's the love of God, and what, and, and the love that is lavished on us, that even in those troubles. As you invite Jesus into those troubles, he will make the valley of Achor the place where, where every time you think about it, it reminds you of trouble. Jesus is our hope. As we invite Jesus into that place, it becomes a door of hope. We're going, going to share some stuff about heavenly doors tonight. This is one door. This is a door of hope. Jesus is our door of hope. He is our door of hope. Wow. So thank you, Jesus, just for breaking in for you, for you tonight, for me to go to a lot of trouble to find that scripture. <laughs> All right. So, Lord God, we just want to respond to what you're doing right now. And if this is you, I'm not going to ask you to come forward or anything else because we, there's a lot to get through tonight. And Jesus can multitask in ways that we can't even imagine. All right? So just where we're standing, where we're sitting, where we're lying, we say, Jesus, this situation is trouble. You know it's trouble. It's causing me trouble. It's, it's occupying a lot of my time, my will, my emotions. I'm distracted. I can't concentrate on the things I want to concentrate on because there's this trouble. 
And I would urge you not to do the enemy's work for him and beat yourself up over this, all right? There is trouble. There's a, there's a valley of Achor. So now invite Jesus into that situation, into that valley of Achor, and it will become a door of hope that where things have been going wrong, he will turn it around for good. Right now, right in this very second, there's a turning around. There's a turning around of things that have been going the wrong way. And, he, and Jesus will say, no more, no more, no more. So, Lord Jesus, we just thank you. Just, 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 just respond to Jesus right now and invite him in. I can't do that for you. You have to do it yourself. And say, Jesus, come right in right now. Thank you that you're my door of hope. Thank you that I can step into freedom away from that trouble, out of captivity. I see you running, not just hobbling or walking or anything. I see you running. I see you running. I see you running. I see you running. Wow. Run with him. Take the lover of your soul in Song of Songs. Take him by the hand and run over the mountains and the valleys with him. Looking into the fiery eyes of Jesus. And look at the ground that you're covering as you hold his hand. Staring into the eyes of love. Wow. Thank you, God. Just keep engaging, keep worshipping as we hand it back to Rachel and Sarah. So I'm just um, just make yourself comfortable if you're at the front. So you're just going to stay here. Is that all right? Because this is about as much speaky bit as you're going to get. So we just when God says stop, we stop and we we continue. You know, we're in worship all the time. Remember, this is worship. Wow. So I continue in the Passion Translation. And if I cry, it's okay. I'm not having a breakdown. All right, I just cry. <laughs> wow. Wow. For it was always in his perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful children through our union with Jesus, the Anointed One. So that... <laughs> So that his tremendous love that cascades over us would glorify his grace for the same love he has for his beloved one, Jesus, he has for us. And this unfolding plan brings him great pleasure. Since we are joined, now joined to Christ, we have been given the treasures of redemption by his blood. By his blood. Wow. Wow. The total cancellation of our sins, all because of the cascading riches of His grace. Wow, the cascading riches of His grace, everyone. Wow. 
Wow, this superabundant grace is already, already powerfully working in us, releasing within us all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. And through the revelation of the Anointed One, He has unveiled His secret desires to us. The hidden mystery of His long-range plan, which He was delighted to implement from the beginning of time. Wow. Wow, we've been in His thoughts for that long. Wow. Wow. We've been in his thoughts for that long. Wow. That banishes the orphan spirit. Yeah? That's that happy thought. We are God's happy thought. We're our Heavenly Father's happy thought. Wow. Wow. So in line with that, and in line with what we've just been singing about, I just want to share um, uh, just something that, um, it was two Sundays back, just lying and resting and soaking in God. And I was lying at the front under a chair, I think, which is my style. like we're doing here and in it I was according to that scripture we've just read all our blessings are in the heavenly realms so I said Jesus I'm going to take your hand like in the song of songs and take me to the heavenly realms huh. and sometimes it's, it's, it's almost like Jesus just says take my hand and dance come dance with me sometimes it's as simple as that sometimes he'll appear and there'll be an open door and he'll say come through this open door and sometimes he'll say come sit by this stream for a while it doesn't matter it's Jesus sit with him walk with him laugh with him run with him So as I was lying there, I was actually being covered with petals. Petals were just cascading all over me. And they're almost like the leaves that we, we read about um, in Revelation about with the healing of the nations, where it says in chapter 2, the river was flowing in the middle of the street of the city. On either side of the river was the tree of life with its 12 kinds of ripe fruit according to each month of the year. And the leaves of the tree for the healing of the nations. So I felt I was being uh, covered. Oh. But then I looked a little bit closer and the petals were the kisses of Jesus. There were the kisses of my lover and your lover. 
Song of Songs, chapter 1, verse 2 said, Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for your love is more delightful than wine. And the Passion Translation says, Let him smother me with kisses, his spirit kiss divine. So kind are your caresses. So kind are your caresses, Jesus. Wow. This is in the Bible. This is in the Bible. So I allowed the petals, the kisses of Jesus, I laid still long enough for those petals to rest on me. I didn't move. I didn't want to move. I stayed there. Why move? Why get up? Why, as it says in, uh, you know, in Ecclesiastes, do not hurry from the king's presence. Why hurry away? So I stayed there. I let those kisses, those petals, they turned to, into oil on my skin. And the oil, the kisses of Jesus, soaked through my skin into the very cells of my body. The love of Jesus invaded every cell of my body. And then there was a question, and I gave permission for Jesus to open up my chest, as it were. And he poured, and my heart, and he poured his petals, his kisses, directly into my heart. And Romans 5.5 5 says... Wow. Because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. It's in the Bible. He wants to pour that love directly into our hearts now. So just receive it. If that's happening to you, if God is saying, actually... You know, and you're getting, you're getting a, a different journey, a different picture about the love of Jesus. That's, that's fine because that will be different because you are different to me. But the love of Jesus is the same. Pursuing us, capturing us, wrapping itself around us. It's that same love. So the story will be different, but the source is the same. It's Jesus. He is our love. As I allowed the love of Jesus to flood into my heart, some of the petals, some of the kisses turned into pillars of gold, silver, and costly stones. And we know that's in 1 Corinthians 3, 12. So the love of Jesus is forming foundational pillars Whoa, into, in, my, in my heart and in your heart, foundational pillars. Whoa. That when trouble comes, those pillars of love will be the pillars that your heart looks to. When someone comes with you with an imponderable problem, you'll speak from those pillars of love that are in your heart. 
because they're the foundation that Jesus is building into your heart right now. They're not wood, hay or straw. They're not going to be burnt up in the fire because they're gold, silver and costly stones. They are the treasures. They're some of the treasures that he's giving you right now that we've just read about in Ephesians. Other of these kisses, as I watched, this is in my heart, turned it into eagles and flew to the extremities of my heart. And we know eagles represent the prophetic, it's all about vision, and we read in the Old Testament how that God carried us on eagles' wings and brought us to himself. So these eagles that flew to the extremities of my heart, they could see from a long way off what needed attending to. We have things on the extremities of our hearts that might not be in the main focus of what we're doing, but they need attending to. They need the love of Jesus. We might have neglected the extremities of our hearts for a little while, but actually Jesus is saying, I'm going to attend to every part of your heart. Let Jesus, the love of Jesus, attend to every extremity of your heart. I can't do that for you. You have to say yes to Jesus. It's your heart. It's your permission. And he is ready. He is ready. He is so ready. from that place I then saw myself walking up a hill which was growing upwards at every step that I made so as I made the step the hill grew it wasn't there it wasn't high as I saw it at each step as I stepped up another step appeared the hill was dynamic it was alive and yes, it was made of the kisses of Jesus. <laughs> those same petals, those same kisses. That he wants to lift us up. He wants to give us a better view. He wants to give us a greater vision. Where the enemy has put you down, he wants to lift you up. Each step gave me an increased and different view of my circumstances. As I ascended, as it were, the hill of the Lord that we read about in Psalm 24. I don't need to read it to you. You should know it. Hey. 
But the beautiful thing about it was the security in each step. It was the total security in each step. Alan was talking about the security of your identity in the love of Jesus. When you're in the love of Jesus, the security of each step is amazing. There's security. My feet were received and covered in the kisses of Jesus with every step up the hill. And I belonged because I'm a son. And I can go higher because I'm a son. And I can see further because I'm a son. And yes, the Lord has done, I've seen the Lord do amazing things in my life, but He's showing me more because I am a son. Blessed feet, I thought. My feet are blessed. How beautiful on the mountains of the feet of those who bring good news. Isaiah 52 verse 7. Who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Ha! This is the Bible. This is, that's the Bible. It's true. It's true. Wow. So I walked up the hill, which was a joy, because in Isaiah it is a joy. Because each step was supported by my champion, my lover, Jesus. And his kisses. So out of my mouth, because every cell of my body has been invaded by the love of Jesus, out of my mouth came words of love. It just came love. I saw in the picture, out of my mouth came love because I'm invaded by love. Every cell of my body, the kisses of Jesus. What else can come out? What else can come out except love? And from my eyes came a light, which was all I could see was just love. Because Jesus said, you can see now in the context of love. And not only that, but you can see a long way in love. Did you know that? I could see a lot longer than I could see before because I was seeing through the eyes of love. I could see through the eyes of love. So as we see people around us in the eyes of love, we can see further than they can see. We can see and call out their destiny in people that they may not see themselves because we can see with the eyes of love and we can call out that greatness. We can call out the gold that is in the dirt and we can say, stand up. This is your future. This is your calling. This is your destiny. This is your plans and purpose that God has for you. Arise and walk and run with the lover of your soul. Wow. Because our chief weapon is love. Is love. When the enemy and things come against you, our chief weapon is love. 
we react with love. Well, so before I say anything else, just I just want that just to just to just to rest in that as the band continue to just play quietly, just to. So, Lord Jesus, we thank you for that picture. We thank you, Lord God. Yes, I, that happened to me, but that is just the love of Jesus reaching out to us. And we all have that journey. We all have that story in us and for us. So right now, just as we're sitting there saying, Jesus, show me your love. Show me your love. Wow, dare to say that. Show me your love. Wow. And for some of you, you might just to say, you might just need to say to God, like, where is Jesus in the room? And I know Jesus is all around, but sometimes you just have to say, where is Jesus in the room? And if you think Jesus is in the opposite side of the room, just go there and be with him. So you might have to stand up and be where you think, where God is telling you to be. If, if he's saying, stay where you are, stay where you are. And we receive your love. So as you do that, I'm just going to read out some heavenly realm scriptures over you. Ha! After these things I looked and behold a door standing open in heaven and the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me saying, Come up here and I will show you things which must take place after this. God is saying to us, Come up here. He knows what's best for us. He's saying, Come up here. The view is amazing from here. Our citizenship, our passport is stamped with heaven. Philippians 3.20 Our citizenship is in heaven where he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Ephesians 1.3, which God has raised us up with Christ and seated us in the heavenly realms with Christ Jesus. Ephesians 2.6, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, wrapped in him, as Ephesians said in the Passion Translation. You are wrapped, we are wrapped in the gift wrapped in the love of Jesus. I am gift wrapped. Nick 
you are gift-wrapped. Natasha, you are gift-wrapped with the love of Jesus. You're a gift, and you've been wrapped with love for the world to see. Wow. Think of the most amazing Harrods gift wrapping. That is a poor imitation of what God has wrapped you in. Wow. Wow. Colossians 3, 1 to 3. We've been raised to new life with Christ. Set our sights on the realities of heaven. The realities of heaven. Not the theories of heaven. The realities of heaven where Christ sits in place of honor. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. And that's a whole sermon on alignment right there, which we might get to probably in June, Paul. (laughs) For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. This is the Bible. This is the word of life. This runs through our body. This word that, that dwells in us richly courses through our veins. Wow. It gives life to our physical bodies. It gives life to where we move and breathe and have our being. It gives life. It's meant to leak out of us all over the place. Thank you, Jesus. Help us, Lord. Help us in that. Every good and perfect gift is from is from coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. Wow. So I'm going to finish with one door. I visited five, through five doors in the heavenly realms over a period of about a month and a half in November, December, January, and some of it happened when I was in the gym, which is very inconvenient, one might think, because I was crying as it was happening, but when you're in the gym, you sweat a lot, so I could have just been working out really hard that day. But it was as real as, I, as you are before me, and I could see people uh, in the gym on the machines, and this heavenly vision was going on at the same time, and I couldn't figure out what was reality because it was so clear. It was so clear. Um, it started here under a chair and it carried on just in my normal day life, just um, in the gym and everywhere else. Wow. And it follows on from Jesus being our door of hope. I'm just asking God which door I'm meant to tell you about. <sighs> Because I know what I would like. (laughs) Ah. Okay. It's not the door I wanted. (laughs) Wow. So you're seeing obedience in front of you right now? (laughs) Wow. Wow, I'm just being honest, guys. I wanted the red door. You'll get the red door next time. This is the pink door. Maybe because I'm wearing a pink. I've just noticed that this is pink. Anyway, maybe. 
Maybe that was a prophetic act I did earlier. Maybe I wasn't. Maybe I just walked into it. And then we'll finish. I just, we'll, I'll just read this. I'll read out some words which people can respond to if they would like. And we'll just finish. Is that all right, Paul? Yeah. Wow. And I'm reading this. And this is the, that picture I just read out about the kiss of Jesus. I've no, I don't think, the only person that I mentioned it to, I mentioned it briefly to Juliet and briefly to Lisa because she said, are you okay, amigo? Because I was crying and I was sobbing on a chair because it, I do that. And I, I just, and that was it, right? So, you know, this is personal. And God has been saying to me, I spent the best part of a year lying down and soaking and God is saying, now's the time to talk about this sort of stuff. And it seems to fit in. Yeah? So, I might ask you to step out. I'm stepping out. All right? I'm modeling it. Ha. So, the pink door, and I'm telling you about the pink door because God said, remember what um, um, Mara, who's an American lady, uh, um, uh, it was a couple I met in Sydney in Australia when I was there a couple of months ago. Never met them before. They were friends of friends. I met them for breakfast. I didn't know who they were. She's actually a clinical psychiatrist. As I walk, This is a clinical psychiatrist, right? I walked to her and her husband, Stephen, for breakfast in Sydney, Darling Harbour, if you know it. And as I sat down, she said... As you walked towards me, I just saw a whole train of pink and silver following you. Where have you been? Where have you been? This is a clinical psychiatrist who's very successful. And I have to say, a lot of the stuff that I get, that I publish on, that take two and a half years to do that and the natural would take 245 years to do because I've worked it out because it's in the heavenly realms alright so this has a practical application if I can do 245 years work in two and a half years because actually I get the answers in the heavenly realms I think that's a good practical application of a heavenly realm encounter alright I could give you lots more, but that, I haven't got time. So I'm that, that's why I'm telling you about the pink, the pink room. So the first time I went into the pink room, and next time I will tell you how I got there. All right? Shay. I saw very simply that it was a... It just, there was just stars and galaxies. And it was the light of Jesus in me. Jesus is the light of the world in us that lit the path before me so I knew which way to go. And the way I got there, and you'll have to hear next time, is all to do with the sword of the Spirit being melted being fashioned into a sword, which is actually, as we know, the Word of God. So why did I have, why did I have that illumination? Psalm 119, 
verse 130 says, The unfolding of your word gives light. It gives light. So we've been soaking in the living word. What's going to come out of us as that unfolds in our lives? Light. When you walk into a dark place and you have light, what happens to you? It becomes light. The darkness flees. You transform society. You transform your street. You transform the places you, you walk into because of the light. And so I was, it was like having this amazing torch. And I was enjoying myself and zipping around and saying, that's great, God. And things happened, you know. But then in the gym, where, you know, I did say to God, are you aware of health and safety in this? Because, you know, it was like a full-blown-on vision, and I was frightened of falling off on this treadmill, not treadmill, a cross train. I'm thinking, Lord, you, you know, it's like, it's dangerous. And then I thought, no, it's not. He knows what he's doing. And Alan had already given me a prophetic word about getting eyes in the back of my head and increasing the seer gifting and all that sort of stuff. I was sitting on the steps in the heavenly courtroom, which is another story, which will be next month. And God said, put your hand through the step. I put my hand through the step. I pulled my hand out. It was covered in eyes. And then God said, jump into the step. So I jumped into the step. I disappeared into the step. I came out of the step covered in eyes. Where do we see things covered in eyes? Is that in the Bible? It is. Heavenly creatures. Ezekiel. Covered in eyes. My whole body was covered in eyes. I had eyes in the back of my head, Alan Dickinson. And then God said, pink room again. Walk into the pink room now that you're covered with eyes. And there's a faith, hope, love aspect to this, which I'm skipping next month or the month after. The same thing happened. There was light in front of me, but this time because I had eyes in the back of my head and everywhere else, I could see the result of going through the pink door. Now, and I'm reading this, I saw as before, but now I saw that which was behind me and the effect on the land after I'd gone through it, the result of walking through, unfolding the Word of God, which brings light to those situations. I'm just looking ahead, and what I saw, an enormous cloak of light behind me, that cloak which Mara had seen because she could see what was behind me when she saw me in Sydney. I now knew what that cloak was because I could see it. It was a cloak of light. And the places that I was walking over had been desolate. And I'd been speaking the word of God to those places and moving on. 
But now I could see what was happening behind me. There was immediate construction and restoration and renewing of buildings where there had been ruins. Shaker. Whoa. Wow. They were built on exactly the same location, the same promises, the same architecture. We know in Genesis 26, 27, you read it. The wells were opened, the same wells, and they were given the names that were originally given because the promises of God do not change. They are yes in Christ Jesus. The new building sprang up in the exact architecture because the architecture of what God is doing is important, as in what God's doing in our hearts tonight. The architecture, the pillars of gold, silver, and costly stones are important to him, and they're, they're built in exactly the way that they should be because architecture is important. He knows how to build. Hey, the new buildings sprang up to replace the ruins. And that could be in our hearts, that could be in our relationships, that could be in the geography of where we are, that could be in the region that Alan was talking about, where the fact that it's, it's actually important to change the road that goes to Jericho so that there are not needy people along that road where it is dangerous, so that road becomes safe. It is restoration of nations. Ha! Because Isaiah 58:12 says, Your people, us, will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations and we will be called repairer of broken walls and restorers of streets with dwellings. That's the Bible, friends. Wow. And I, th I said to God, I'll have that. I'll have that. Thank you for showing me the result of walking through a place, declaring the word of God, letting the word of God unfold, speaking the word of life to situations that appeared to be in ruins and desolate, that had no life at all. Not going anywhere else, but seeing the restoration of those places. This isn't just for me, you know that. This is for all of us. And I'm looking around the room, I'm thinking, some of you are running with this already. And you may not have eyes on the back of your heads, and you may actually be unaware of the, all the amazing stuff that God has actually done already through your lives. And I'm just saying, ask him, ask him. You, you know, you probably won't get the same vision. It doesn't matter. Ask him. He will show you. He will show you in your way, in a way that is appropriate to you because it's a love song. It's a love song to you. These are love songs. These are love songs to us. And his love song to me is different to his love song for you because his love song to you is the one that captured your heart in the first place. The one that it says in the Song of Songs, I held on to the one. When I found him, I held on to the one I love and would not let him go. That is a love song. Wow. Wow. So, Lord God, just thank you for that. Thank you for this time.
I'm finishing now. Lord God, thank you for the privilege of this time.